Greetings, film fans, and welcome to yet another... Bonus! 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 Feature. That was... That almost sounded rehearsed. I didn't know that it did. You know we do no preparation on this show. Absolutely zero. Hello there, I'm Owen. There's Rory, and there's Paul as well. Can I compliment you both on your wonderful haircuts that you both got since I last saw you? You can. I thought you were going to open the show with that remark, to be honest. I'm a bit disappointed that you didn't say that earlier. Yeah. But they're beautifully, uh, beautifully tight. Oh. We we got a group discount. Shorter than usual. Did you get a receipt? Yeah. Well, I'm I'm charging everything to the company. Okay, we'll see how that goes. There's no point in not looking this good for. Well, I'm going to the army, so that's this. <laughs> Paul, you look like an 11 year old girl going to the going to the army. Jesus, with some Christ. facial hair. I love. No, that. I love so with I the love hair that, that I lo- short. I love that Demi Moore film. She was great. In <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. when she was 11. Rory, will you please tell us why we're all here in this what? roasting hot room? Wait, we're here for an intervention then. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? I thought you. that was after. Long talk overdue. Talk to you about your cough medicine addiction. Oh, I just now, you keep saying stuff. it's because you have a cough. <coughs> so you see? Proof. He's the, bl- he's the black lung. <laughs> I do have it. Um, but since that, this isn't going to, like, we're, it's not going to work, so we might as well just talk about the star's writer and director of Jurassic World I think that's a a much better idea so who have we got today Uh, first up we have uh, the two leads we have uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard Um, and we talk a lot about Ireland believe it or not brilliant let's hear it congratulations on the movie thank you Rory first off uh, did you see it I did did you like it I did I did I thought it was very scary I thought it was beautiful (gasps) there was some stuff in there and I was like that is yeah, the it's prettiest really, Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, and it's emotional too. It really packs a punch. There, there's one scene in particular where I was like, "No, yep. my man lump is, is going <laughs> up there." Do you know, do you, know yeah. you don't want yeah. to cry. Yeah, yeah. It's there. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, but last week, a colleague of mine spoke to Mr. Ron Howard. Who's he? he uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a director. He's mm. a director. Yeah, I've heard. And yeah, uh, he, he asked him, "Did he have any questions we could ask you?" Oh. Um, and the question that came back is because I'm from Ireland uh, and Ron Howard filmed Far and Away in Ireland and apparently brought his family over to Dingle and, and yes. stuff around there. He, he asked, do, Ron asked via me, yes. do you remember your Irish holiday? Yes, of course. We Okay, so first of all, there's there's a dolphin that's there. Who's Funky. Like a, yes, yeah. yes, a wild dolphin. I actually looked up, is this true? I looked up a few years ago because I was like, I wanted to see like if the dolphin was still around and and like he's still around. Yes. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? A dolphin from far and away. Yeah. Yeah. From like well, well the, the dolphin wasn't in far and away. But oh, I we thought I didn't remember that. I was like, no, I the dolphin. This is a wild dolphin, a wild dolphin who stayed there in this like cove and dingle for like for decades, decades, yeah, decades. And I got to swim with him. He's, yeah. a, he's a friendly dolphin. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. a friendly dolphin. He's like the thing to see. Yeah, you haven't been clearly because your face is one of shock. Yeah, so I know. Dingle is also go. just so beautiful, and we yeah. stayed in this beautiful house on the top of a like a, a, a hill, and there were a zillion sheep, and and we. I, I mean, Seems yeah, I remember iconic. all of it. It was so beautiful. I love Far and Away. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch was... Far and Away right now. Yeah. <laughs> well, just one year later, <laughs> off he goes. John Williams. Oh, of course, that, yeah. so good. I didn't know he did the score for that, yes, actually. Yes, he did. But just one year later, the first Jurassic Park came out. And Jurassic Park was like my Star Wars. It was the, the film where it was like, oh, I love film so much. Oh, I'm lose my mind. Yep, me too. Uh, so I was going to ask, what was your initial reaction? Can you remember seeing Jurassic Park in the cinema and 
What are your memories? We're probably around the same age. I think I same height, same age. Yeah, same <laughs> height, same age. Uh, I I remember. I'll never forget. It was just unbelievable, and and really not just because it's such great storytelling because of the Michael Crichton script, because of Steven Spielberg as a director, but I think the moral dilemmas, all of that stuff. But it was for me the CG, like seeing. Yeah dinosaurs run across a screen and it wasn't that sort of stop motion that we were used to seeing and it wasn't like the puppeteering that we were used to seeing it looked real it was like wow movies have finally figured out how to make this movie i mean this is like i feel like this is the first movie anyone would want to make it's like what happens if dinosaurs and people live in the same time (laughs) the dinosaurs flip out start eating them let's make that movie we can't Good point. Yeah. But then all of a sudden they could, and now we have the technology to do this. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I was. We had the exact same reaction, even yeah. at the age of nine. Yeah. We're like, this is the future. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love your relationship in this movie. I uh, I love the back and forth between you both, and I was wondering, do you both have a favorite movie couple of all time? Ooh. Catherine Hepburn, Spencer Tracy, African Queen. That's yeah, a good that's one. good. That's good. I mean, I'm just such a when Harry met Sally like junkie. That's pretty good. Like that's like they're just such a that's good something couple. Something nice about like they're that. a couple. They're yeah. a couple. They make a good couple. And then just like all those couples that you get to see the like real interviews and like Rob Reiner's parents and like, on the couch. You know? Right. That was really like, cute. That's just that's a movie about being a couple. Yeah. yeah. T- Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger was a good couple. Yes. And Hugh really. Grant and Renee Zellweger. Yes. In Bridget Jones. Yes. And one final question. Uh, the, the problem with your couple is that no, no one, neither one of you wants to make the first move. You don't want to show that vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Do you have any advice for the love Lauren out there, for the people who want to make that first move and just can't? Do you have the, uh, the advice for making that first move? Yeah, one day you're going to die and make the move. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's straight in. (laughs) No, my best friend, my best friend, she, there was like a circumstance like that. And I just knew I was like, this is the guy. Like, and I straight up told her, I was like, if you don't do this, we will still be best friends and you will be in your eighties and you will be alone and miserable. And I will tell you, it is your fault because you didn't make the first move. And then he totally rejected her. <laughs> not friends anymore. Didn't work out. Yeah, it's just straight up did not work out. <laughs> did, they, did she make the move? <laughs> Are they married? Married. They have a two-year-old. She's happy my ending. That's yeah. a fantastic happy ending. Good. Sweet. She did it. Bryce and Chris, thank you so Thanks, much. Thanks, Rory. I love the fact that she still thinks Fungi is alive. Uh, you're under your assumption, Rory, that he's still alive. It's still the same one, right? Well, is it not like I thought they keep fun- replacing him. Fungi's yeah. like James Bond. It's like the next. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Craig is Fungi. Yeah, double O Fungi. It's, just, uh, it's uh, good to see an Irish person playing him. That's great. But yeah. you, at least you played up the Bryce. You didn't break her heart there in that interview. So no, yeah, good I, man. She she was way too happy for me. To she sounds lovely. Really does. A very very happy person. She's uh, luminous. She's a she's just a good company to be around. She's all very like chipper. That's great. Speaking of lovely luminous happy people, Rory. Oh. Hi. Who is up next? Oh, uh, it is director J A Bayona. Um, okay who we do love. Um, his first film was The Orphanage, a fantastic Spanish-language horror film. Never got a chance to see that, though. His second film Give was uh, um, The Impossible with Naomi Watts and Ewan McGregor. Fantastic true-life true 
disaster movie and his third film was A Monster Calls with Liam Neeson and Sigourney Weaver the last time I think I cried at a film A Monster Calls genuinely broke me really it was good. a fantastic fantastic movie so we were all very excited that he was taking over the reins for uh, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom um, and there's one if there's one in particular where he gives a fantastic answer to which classic horror film he used uh, as as a touchstone for the scares in Fallen Kingdom this is Roy Cashin talking to J.A. Bayona, a.k.a. John Anthony Bayona. Juan, Juan Anthony. I, I, I was just guessing. Is his name actually Juan Anthony? Yeah, Bayona. Juan Anthony. Juan. And then Anthony. Juan Antonio. I was only joking. Well, you said John Anthony. It's Juan Antonio. Amazing. That was a lucky guess. Here That's they are anyway. There you go. J.A. Bayona, how are you keeping today? Very good, thank you. Fantastic. Um, as the director of one of my favourite horror movies of all time, I have to ask you, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Wow, that's a very that's a very tricky question because there's so many. I think that probably for me the most meaningful and extraordinary horror movie ever made is The Shining from Stanley Kubrick. Fantastic. That's a good it's a good choice. It's one of my favorites <laughs> too, so we're good so far. Thank you. Um, obviously Fallen Kingdom is everyone's describing it as darker, as scarier. Uh, as someone who you, you genuinely have directed some of my favourite films of the last few years um, <clears throat> but how how easy or how difficult was it to take a film of this size and make it more personal for you because obviously the more the film goes on the more I could feel your influence in it so how easy is it for you to uh, to get that across from the very first moment Colin Trevorrow pitched me the story and he said we thought about you. Uh, we thought that you were the perfect director for this movie because of the orphanage, which is a small horror movie. And I was so intrigued and seduced about that. And mm. it's true that you 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 will find a massive adventure in the island, and especially the first half of the movie has this playful adventure that everyone is looking for. But then the second section turns into a more tight and claustrophobic story that it's almost a, a horror film and in that sense I feel very comfortable uh, uh, in the Jurassic universe For for that second half actually um, I, I thought it was fantastic, it was a very different direction to take uh, such a massive Thank blockbuster you. towards and I really really enjoyed it as I was watching it I could feel or I noticed maybe particular influences from other directors or other, other kind of horror movies but were there mm. any that you were using any any nods or any influences when you were making it for specifically that that section of the film well there was uh, uh, of course a, a big influence of the first Jurassic Park I think uh, playing with suspense in the second half is something that you already find in the first Jurassic Park where you have a massive set piece in the center with the T-Rex but then it turns into this more claustrophobic uh, story with the velociraptors in the kitchen and that for sure was one of the main influences but there are some influences there there, there is specifically a scene that is uh, very influenced by um, Dracula, John Badham's John yes. Badham's version, uh, because there's there's one scene that you can see the Indoraptor sneaking in through the window of a little girl, and that was already in the script, and it reminded me so much one of my terrors when I was a kid. I remember with five years old, I saw uh, John Badham's Dracula, and I saw a scene where you can see Frank Langella sneaking through the window of uh, Mina, and I was so shocked, so terrified. I, I couldn't sleep close to a window anymore <laughs> for months, and that was one of the main influences in that scene. Yeah, that, that, that was one of the many because I was, I was picked up and I was like, that is fantastic. Like, to, to reference Dracula in Jurassic Park is 
just amazing in my opinion. Um, and I understand when you were directing your episodes of Penny Dreadful, you did come to Ireland to direct them. Is that yeah. correct? Do you have any particular uh, fond memories or any? Uh, did you hit up any of the tourist spots when you're over there while you were working? Well, we had a great time shooting Penny Dreadful in Ireland and. Uh, especially the crews there they, they were so professional we enjoyed so much working with them uh, I would love to go back to Ireland and, and shoot anything else there well you're always welcome back to record any anytime you like anything at all you're always welcome <laughs> thank um, you and I was looking to see uh, what you might be working on next and it's 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 either under wraps or hasn't been announced yet. Do you know what you're doing next, or have you decided? Or are you just going to take a break after this one? Uh, yeah, I think I, I'm going to. Uh, it's been such a hard work to be working in this movie for two years in a very intense way. Mm-hmm. Now I just get to get some fresh air and think about the next. And breathe. And breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, thank you so much. Thank you. John Anthony Bayona there. Yeah. What a lovely guy. That's him. Uh, yeah, so Dracula was his touchstone for uh, Fallen Kingdom who I uh, would have thought it Vampire, you, vampire Dinosaurs <laughs> did, did you f- pick that up whenever you were watching the film? I got like a real gothic horror vibe I didn't specifically see the Dracula thing but then when he actually described it in the interview I was like oh yeah it was one of those more subliminal kind of I don't know if I've seen this film or not before uh, until he pointed out I was like oh yeah I definitely have seen the well, Jeff Goldblum would, would make a, a good Dracula he'd be a fantastic Dracula it'd be amazing he would hopefully they make that next uh, up next is Colin Trevorrow who uh, co-wrote the screenplay and also produced the movie he directed the first Jurassic World and he's coming back to direct uh, oops he's coming back to direct Jurassic World 3 um, and yeah he he has some because I, I asked him up straight it was like the first sequel for Jurassic Park was The Lost World and that is kind of seen as not being a great sequel now I I like it I like Jurassic oh, I like the moments, I, yeah. I like The Lost World it's a bit on the uh, I prefer it over the third it's great yeah yeah but I, I was like what's your opinion I had to ask him like because this is technically The Lost World to Jurassic yeah. World I was like so what's your opinion of The Lost World Um, and yeah he has he had some Interesting opinions on uh, on the first Jurassic sequel. Well, let's hear them. All right, Colin, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. Congratulations on the movie. Thank you. Uh, I have to say, start the bat. It was some of the stuff in this completely unexpected. Hmm. I was. We go to see a Jurassic Park film. You think you know where everything's going, and there was stuff in this. I was like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's kind of how we approach it. We, yeah. we know you think you know. Yeah, and we, in a lot of cases, you do. So how can we? How can we do something that is? Innovative and new. Absolutely, yeah, because considering, like, this is... Jurassic World was the reboot, but kind of the first of a new Jurassic Park series of movies. So this would be the Lost World version of the new trilogy. So, curious to think, what were your thoughts of the Lost World when you've seen it back in the day? Uh, I, I mean, th- I think that movie has the best sequence in any of the Jurassic films. Which one is that? Uh, which is, you know, the, the truck hanging off the, the cliff thing, with the yeah, glass. I, I mean, I think it's incredible. Um, and there's things I love about all three of those films, and, and they all actually lay some story groundwork for the story we're telling now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park 3 is, is about how the raptors can communicate, which is what Owen Grady is, is utilizing when he's able to, to do his training and, you know, with his, his raptor squad and all of that. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I think all of it, uh, all of it plays into just hopefully what is, what is a, a, larger, uh, a larger plan uh, that we have, and yet I want that to 
divert from The Lost World. And this movie starts off in a way that I think you think it may be just like The Lost World. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, at a key moment just takes a turn in a very different direction. And based on how it ends, I think it's pretty clear that the third movie is going to be nothing like the third movie in that trilogy. Yeah, because you literally, you take the idea of what the Jurassic Park movie is and literally blow it up in this one. <laughs> Very uh, carefully. Uh, I bought, with much respect. Oh yeah, obviously <laughs> I'm with a lot of money put behind it as well. But um, I was curious how easy or difficult of a sell was it for, because the Jurassic World was such a success, um, how difficult was it for you to go, I know that works, but now we have to try this completely different thing. Or was there a kind of a, a fight of, can we not just do that again? No, you know, well, first of all, you know, Universal and Steven, everyone put a huge amount of of uh, trust in me after that movie did very well to take the story forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, fortunately or unfortunately for myself, I, I have this thing where I just I just don't want to do the same old thing. And I want to take risks and, and I want to challenge myself with story structure, with, with how we can take this mythology and, and build it into something that, that will entertain a new generation of kids without alienating all of the fans, uh, the fan base that I'm a part of. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, cracking the foundation that we're standing on that we didn't build. Uh, and I just I have a lot of respect for it and a lot of reverence for it and and even in the film you know when we when the volcano destroys you know a good chunk of that island uh, we treat it like we're burning down a, a church or a temple and like with great reverence and sadness that something like that would be destroyed and yeah. we don't do it casually or arbitrarily and and that was very important to us. The essential couple of uh, Chris and Bryce I think um, especially in this in this sequel. I love their chemistry. I love, I love their partnership in this. And I think they, they make for a fantastic movie couple. Mm-hmm. Do you have a particular favorite movie couple of all time? Um, I grew up during like the Tom Hanks, Meg Ryan era. So like if you ask somebody older, you know, they would they say, yeah. but you know, that was, they were kind of the movie couple of my time. So like Sleepless in Seattle and stuff there, that's your go-to Just the, it's well, I, yeah, I mean, and I love Harry Met Sally. It's really more of a Meg Ryan. Like anyone who she's with, uh, I thought she, she was just the best romantic comedy actress uh, of, of a whole generation. And I thought she was, she still is awesome. And looking forward, because Fallen Kingdom, it gets, it gets a lot of um, references. When, when people are describing it, people are saying it's the Empire Strikes Back of Jurassic World. It's the Wrath of Khan of Jurassic World because everyone says the sequel bigger, darker, you know, loftier ideals and stuff. But for the next one, is there a particular, say, cinematic touchstone where you're like, yes, that was Empire, but this one would be the of Jurassic World? You know, I'm more uh, being kind of a student of trilogies, as a lot of us are. You know, I I only think about it in the context of what each of those movies do. To me... Empire Strikes Back is a film where the you know the characters are in peril and on their heels and and really on the run and under duress throughout the entire film, uh, and by the time you reach the end, uh, everything has completely changed from the way things started. And to me, that's what a great second film does. I would mm-hmm. say Wrath of Khan is the same thing, uh, and uh, you know, but Terminator Two is an incredible sequel. Aliens is an incredible sequel, and those are different, you know, in their structure. Oh yeah, this film is structured totally different from any of them. Uh, that was the priority for me there, and I and for the third film, uh, it's it's about following through on on the themes and the ideas uh, and the characters. Most importantly, the the emotional uh, through line and the relationship between these people that we've been building uh, for these two films. So you, you won't have, like, a, say, a, like, this would be the reference of 
this the end of this trilogy you know when, until you maybe you've finished it maybe I don't know if I try not to have references for things Fair <laughs> you enough. know I, I, like, I watch them all and I love them all but I I look at what all of those films do because they're all very different from each other yeah and and just recognize as a fan you know what did I what did I connect with uh, you know about each of those movies and how can we make something that handles things differently uh, but in its own right uh, you know is deeply satisfying fantastic Colin thank you so much thank you Colin Drevero there and now last but very much not least he's the least least what's the opposite of least the most the most the most Morest. the it's most bestest the most bestest man in the world the best. <laughs> it's Jeff Goldblum it is Jeff Goldblum uh, yeah it's like I, doesn't, I don't need There's a lot of I don't said. need a lot of uh, introduction for, for Jeff it's probably a best I just don't say anything I just, I just let him let him do his thing Take it away, Jeff. Melda May. Oh, I know. Oh, my gosh. Such a voice. What a voice and what a person. What a soulful, lovely, beautiful person. She's a fantastic person. Um, The last time a friend of mine, a colleague of mine, interviewed yourself was for Thor Ragnarok. And he brought you a lovely present for Bloomsday. Oh, I remember him. Say hi to him. I will. Uh, And you sang Danny Boy for him, and that interview went... Danny Boy. (laughs) (laughs) That interview went super viral uh, for us. Uh, So he set the bar spectacularly high for me to follow up. So uh, no pressure on either of us. Rory, we're doing well already. (laughs) We already talked about Imelda May. True. You know what she sang? She sang a couple of songs. She She sang, come on in my house, come on in my house, and I will give you pomegranate. It was very sensual and very, very beautiful. And then she sang um, This Bitter Earth. And the first, and when I heard her singing that, we rehearsed the day before. We didn't rehearse much. I was playing, she sang, I was in tears. Wow. During the whole thing. Oh, my God. Do you know that song, This Bitter Earth? And, you know, because I, I love and I'm not loved in return, but maybe if somebody hears my call... This earth won't be so bitter after all. And to hear her sing that. That's pretty profound. And plus, like, any song she, she sings sounds completely different to any version you might have heard oh, previously. Oh, she's unique and so, so wonderful. She's a fantastic talent. Um, speaking of fantastic talents, in this movie, I believe uh, that Chris and Bryce yes. have a, are, are a fantastic couple. Yeah. Uh, do you have a favourite movie couple of all time previously? What a wonderful question. Not necessarily a dinosaur movie, but a couple movie? Yeah. Oh, my golly. Well, so many movies about coupling. I sure like Casablanca. Oh, yeah. And he says, you know, go ahead, shoot me. You'd be doing me a favor, you know. And then they get together. Okay, I'll do the thinking for both of us. And then sends her off. You know, everybody knows the ending there. I'm thinking of another romantic couple. Oh, how about the apartment? Oh yeah, Jack Lemmon and Shirley MacLaine. Oh my God, he says at the end, he says Miss Kubelik, I I absolutely adore you. Did you hear what I say? She says, shut up and deal. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. It, it's the old school ones still stand the test of time. They're still some of the best those ever. Are a couple of my those knock me out. Those ones. Uh, the problem. With the couple in this one, is that neither one of them uh, are willing to make the first move? That is the problem there. Do you have any advice for potential couples if one of them are having trouble making that first move that will send them on the next step? 
Well, I know. Who, who am I to advise? Uh, it's a certainly Jeff case. Jeff Goldblum. Well, <laughs> it's a case by case basis, you know, depending on the person and the moment, of course. But um, you know what movie kills me is uh, Remains of the Day. Oh yeah. Here we are. I did uh, uh, Emma Thompson's first movie. And uh, Anthony Hopkins, that's the, that's their problem, too. Yeah. And that breaks my heart, that movie. You know, he he loves her and can't s- s- break out of his, you know, butler's uh, formality. And she's waiting for him, too, and, and, and they, he, he can't. He just can't do it. Oh, it's excruciating. <laughs> it's so, so romantic. Um well, I don't know. You know, me, I, I met my lady love, the love of my life, Emily. Uh, uh, we're married. Now we've been together six, seven years, and we have two small boys, three and one. And um, I, I don't know. I, just, I, I You know, I, I saw her at the gym. At the gym, I was working out, and she was, she was in the Olympics for Canada. She did rhythmic gymnastics, and she was doing amazing, some amazing things. And I just, I couldn't help myself. I just marched over and... Started to talk to her, you know. <laughs> so that's all it takes, just build up the courage, go over and say the, the first words. Well, you're done. you don't, you really don't want to. Don't bother anybody. You no, know, if you, no, no, if no. If you sense, if you can, you know, err on the t- side of sensitivity, and if you sense that it's unwanted, mm, don't press the issue. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, on the other hand, don't let your gift be, un, you know, uh, given and don't let it stay in the box and with the wrapping on, you know, at least the other person should know. Give give yourself a chance. <laughs> Fantastic, Jeff. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Genetic power has now been unleashed. You can't put it back in the box. I'll be all right. These creatures were here before us. And if we're not careful, they're going to be here after. Welcome to Jurassic World. What a man. And Rory Cashin as well. Oh no, I meant to Are say that the other way around. What a man. And you Jeff messed Goldblum. Up that one there, I wanted you? to be really nice to you. But your party just wouldn't <laughs> allow it. <laughs> You're like, I want to be nice to Rory, but my brain is purposefully stopping me from My doing natural that. defense mechanism kicked in. Uh, yeah, he is a fantastic person to chat to. He's uniquely Jeff Goldblum You've been glowing since you talked to him. That I'm pregnant and, and <laughs> with Jeff Goldblum's baby. I think that just happens in his presence automatically. And uh, you just automatically you could develop ovaries and become pregnant in the uh, company of Mr. Goldblum. Happily, happily, like these things happen. Well, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm totally okay with it. The very best of luck to you and Jeff, Thank uh, you. and your future little baby. Thank you. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up for our Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom bonus feature. Our review was in 
21? Yes, episode 21. So you can go back and have a little listen to that. And you can go back and hear all the previous ones. And please do rate, rate subscribe, subscribe. Rudy Nudies. Like share. Rudy Nudies. Yeah. Share. share. Well. Tell Answer the people. haikus as well. Yeah. I, know, I know you think it's like, oh, do you, you know, I don't need to rate and subscribe. Other people are Other people are subscribe. sending Rudy no, Nudies. No, we need you to rate and subscribe. This is like voting. We, we need ra- you to do it. Nudies. Don't assume we're Are we rating the Nudies or is it the show? Bit of everything. Mm, I will subscribe show. to your Rudy Nudies <laughs> if you subscribe <laughs> yes. to my uh, big review. Big skis. Skis. Yeah. Perfect. It's a deal. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>